Welcome back in listeners to another fantastic episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. And we have a very special episode in store for you today. Don't adjust your your podcasting device. This is a different conversation than we're normally used to bringing you, but it's a very important conversation and one that coincides with the month of May and June as May is Mental Health Awareness Month and June is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Joining us, we have Sean Hayden, who is the host and creator of the show Stage Combat, a mental health story. And this podcast is premiering May 16th. You can get it anywhere you listen to podcasts with episodes dropping weekly. And this is a very, very powerful story that I'm excited that Sean is joining us to tell us more about. So with that, Sean, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, thank you, Andrew. I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm over the moon that 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 you that you all reach out to us to allow us to share this incredible story, this really important story that I don't think gets talked about enough in the theater with our listeners. And I think it's a story that needs to be brought to light more often. So why don't we go and start with can you, you know, you telling us a little bit more about what stage combat, a mental health story is. Yeah. So three and a half years ago, I was cast as a lead actor at one of the most powerful theaters in the country. It was a production of Billy Elliot, the musical. I was cast as Billy's dad. And Andrew, it was one of the happiest times of my life. You know, we all think about these theater experiences where, you know, you dive into a part, you, you prepare for months, the rehearsal process is joyous. But then my experience started to go really downhill in a serious way. There were some safety and harassment issues that I did not feel were being addressed by my employer. And the feeling that my concerns were not being addressed it caused a mental health crisis for me. And during a Saturday evening performance, I collapsed. I was having my first panic attack, which I didn't know at the time because I'd never had one. I was dragged off into the wings. Uh, Crew members dragged me into the wings and I started sobbing uncontrollably in the arms of my understudy of all things. And so that experience and then what happened to me in the workplace afterwards, it fundamentally changed my life. It fundamentally changed my health. And it put me on a three and a half year mental health journey. And that story is being told in stage combat, a mental health story and a very unique format and a very immersive format. Wow. That. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. I I can't even imagine how that must have felt. What made you want to tell your story this way? Well, the thing that many people said have said to me, you know, over the last few years is when they find out what happened to me and my collapse and and that it really became a mental health struggle for me is that oh, I didn't think this would happen to someone like you. Now, we can unpack that. That means a lot of different things. And it never comes from a bad place, right? You know, does it mean we expect some people to have a crisis? You know, I don't think that's the way people are coming from. But what it made me think is, well, why not? Because a mental health crisis can happen to any of us. 
And so I thought, well, what if I could show you? What if I could dramatize moment to moment, really take you inside the insular world of the theater where we're not supposed to talk about these things? And if I could drama dramatize that for you, dramatize that for you moment to moment, show you how each component builds up to create a mental health crisis, as well as what is the fallout after that crisis happens, would that change the way that you think about mental health? And so that was the inspiration of the podcast, Stage Combat and Mental Health Story. Now, I want to ask, what has it been like developing the show? And I guess in, in going with that, maybe working through some of this as well. Mm, very much so. You know, it was it's had an effect that I didn't expect that it would. It was initially, you know, if you can think about any time you were writing or reliving trauma that you've experienced, that's traumatic in its, you know, own sense, right? But by sort of recreating the crime scene, you know, recreating your own trauma has actually been very beneficial to me from a mental health standpoint. You know, my doctor said creating this podcast was probably the best thing I could have done for myself because it not only gave me a record of what happened, you know, I think what you'll hear in the story is, you know, many times when there is a mental health crisis, people turn away from that or they deny that it's happening. So, you know, there's something that Oprah said that was very inspirational to me for making the podcast. She says, when it comes to mental health or trauma, it is the telling of the story. Being able to say, this is what happened to me is crucial. So I think that was very important to me. But as I said, through the, you know, actually dramatizing it, you know, you give away some of the power that it's held over you for three and a half years. And you're also able to connect the dots, connect the dots of this is why all these things happen. And as one of the clinical psychologists who appear on the show, she says, you know, you are actually having a normal response to abnormal circumstances, you know. So all of those sort of elements and putting this show together really helped advance my mental health. And to put me in a place where I could have a conversation like this with you, that I can talk to other people about mental health. If I may, I wanted to touch a little bit more about having mental health professionals on your show. I read that there's a unique format associated with each episode, followed by a short post-show talkback with you and a certified mental health professional. Could you elaborate a little bit about that? Yeah, the, I do believe the format is groundbreaking. I've never heard of a format like this. So what we do is, is I tell my story in the first person with a team of 20 voice actors, a really talented group of, of actors in a serialized story format. So sometimes it sounds like a true crime story. Sometimes it sounds like a juicy backstage story. And sometimes it's a mental health story. And so we tell that in an immersive format with with music and sound effects and the voice actors. And each episode ends on a cliffhanger in true theatrical fashion. And then after each 20 minute segment, then I had this wonderful opportunity to talk for 10 minutes with a mental health professional. And we talk about some of the issues that the listener heard. You know, what is a panic attack? Let's talk about consent in the workplace. Let's talk about bullying in the workplace. 
And so my hope, Andrew, is that my personal story is a window to a broader conversation about mental health through these post-show talkback conversations. And I I really hope that that's what the show leads to. It, that is such an important thing that we need in the theater. I worry that mental health is a buzzword being tossed around when it comes to the theater, when we have all these yeah. people being asked to go to very exposed and what's the word I'm looking for? Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Thank you. Vulnerable yeah. places. Yeah. Are we keeping a safe place for them? If we're going to ask them to expose that or to take that risk, are we giving them the the safe landing place that they need to be able to go out and return you're, to the world? You're absolutely right. You know, my job and Billy Elliot, my job required me to break down crying six time, 16 times a week on stage, twice a show, eight times a week. There's an emotional and physical toll to that. And when you're being asked to do that, you need a safe place where you're able to risk yourself to do that. You know, and I think you're right. I think we were all thinking coming out of the pandemic when all we heard about was mental health, right? And then where where did that conversation go in the theater industry? You know, I see that the theater industry made a lot of great strides, overdue strides when it came to Me Too, to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And a lot of our big regional theaters have have modified their mission statements to include that. But I don't see the changes when it comes to mental health. You know, let's let's be very frank about this. Theaters exploit the vulnerability of their actors on stage to sell tickets. Mm -hmm. So why is that not? First and foremost, in your mission statement, that we are committed to protect not only the physical health, physical safety, but the emotional well-being of our performers, given that what we are asking them to do on stage. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, going along with that, what is the message or thought you're hoping that your listeners will take away from your show? Well, from a personal standpoint, from an individual standpoint, I hope people feel like they have some voice by hearing this story. You know, And again, let me qualify that coming from a privileged white male cisgender, you know, station in life, you know, but, you know, even on our social media, the people, we don't even have an episode out yet. You know, by the time this airs, we'll, we're premiering on May 16th, but the people that have already reached out to say, I have panic attacks and no one understands it, you know, particularly men. There've been several men that reached out and said, no one gets it. And I can't wait to hear this podcast. And, you know, so many actors feel that, you know, that they can't speak up in the workplace, that you're going to be labeled a diva or a difficult or a problem, you know. And I hope that my telling the story, you know, we're sort of ripping the Band-Aid off on this, you know, that people do feel heard in some way, that they will feel empowered to speak up themselves. But I hope, Andrew, that what it does, it, it makes us look at the industry because we've got to do better. You know, this is a long-standing problem with not respecting and supporting the mental health of the performers. And there are things that theaters can do right now to make sure they're doing that. Yes, absolutely. We, If we want the art form to survive and get better, we have to take care of the artist. Not yeah. just financially, but the whole artist. Yeah, and you got to make it a priority. You know, 
you don't bat an eyelash in, in hiring a fight director, a choreographer, everyone you need on your team. Why aren't theaters bringing in, for example, behavioral health consultants? You know, someone that can not only advise the actors if they're playing characters in mental health crisis, my character was in a mental health crisis, but to help the actors navigate that or provide support and resources if there are problems with mental health that happen during the show. Why isn't that right on your roster of your, your creative team and crew? Many of our big regional theaters have huge budgets. They can do this. They can make it a priority. But it's going to take actors in the industry to say, we want you to make this a priority and you need to make it a priority. Yes. So finally, who do you hope have access to your show? Well, everyone has access because Stage Combat and Mental Health Story is 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 free. There's no subscription. So, you know, I, I look at us having two audiences. One is obviously people like you and me from the theater industry, you know, and it will speak to people in a lot of ways who have either had similar circumstances that or um, have worked with people in similar circumstances. But we also want to introduce people who are not from the theater. You know, there's so many people who don't think acting is a real job. So we really take you into the creative process. We show you how difficult it is and 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 what you know the job demands are. So we're really trying to, you know, hit two audiences. You know, come aboard, let's take you into maybe you'll get a little bit more respect for for, for a performing artist. You know, during the pandemic, everyone wanted their Netflix, right? They wanted they wanted their performers, but I think there is this sort of perception and feeling that it's it's not a, a a real job with real risk. And I think that this podcast will be an eye-opening experience for that segment of the audience. still love the theater otherwise why would you be having this conversation why would you let want others to uh, have this conversation and want to enact change so sure that you still love the theater i want to know more about you know what what does still spark your inspiration and why do you love the theater so if i can I, i'd like to start by asking you know what what does inspire you what playwrights composers or shows do you love or inspire you that's a little bit difficult question for me coming from my journey over the past three and a half years, Andrew. And I think I'm trying to find my way back into that, that passion, that love. I can definitely look back with fond memories and see, this makes me emotional. <laughs> Sorry. I think my journey is still a journey in progress when it comes to my place in the industry and and how I feel about being a performer and my ability to be a performer. But in terms of, you know, you and I were talking earlier, you know, this is a dark story and there's a lot of dark stories in the industry, but, you know, there are so many wonderful experiences I have had as an actor that are so filled with light, so filled with passion that I look back fondly on, you know, I just wanted to be an actor who could do what he loved to do. You know, I never needed to be famous. 
you know, I, I, I worked a lot of contracts. I got my insurance, I got my pension and I met wonderful artists and that I was really privileged to share the stage with, you know? So I look back on those experiences and I guess what I'm trying to do now in my personal journey is how do I sort of get back that love and, 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 and sort of move it into my future. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. 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 So then, if I may ask, do you have a favorite part about working in the theater? I tell you what, I, you know, so much of my work was always in musicals, you know, but I really love plays. And one, my, I guess probably the favorite play I, 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 I ever did was Outside Mullingar, playing The, the Sun. I, I absolutely love that quirky writing of John Patrick Shanley, you know, and then when it comes to musicals, I, I did a, I, I got to do the Bridges of Madison County in a small production, also in Connecticut, and that was a beautiful, beautiful experience to, to play the photographer. Oh, those are two great shows. I'd love that for you. Well, I, as I mentioned to our listeners, I mean, you know, this is a dark story that you are working through that you are sharing, you are, you are channeling some real passionate bravery to, to share the story of yours. But as you've mentioned, there's a lot of light that you've experienced in the theater. There, there's good things about the theater still and before. And I oh, would- absolutely. And Andrew, you're right. You, you know, if I didn't care about the industry, if I didn't care about the emotional well-being of other performing artists, I, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Could I ask you what your favorite theater memory is? Yeah, I will go back to that production of Outside Mullingar. And there is a, people know the play. And then it, it was a Netflix movie, right? With Jane, Jamie Dorman and I Emily so. Blunt, right? Yeah. And, and the whole thing is between, you know, the, the two adult, you know, the daughter on one side and the son on the other side. And will they or won't they, you know, and he's, you know, He's in his own world and she's in her own world. And I just remember there was a moment in that show at the very end when there's a revelation that happens. And it's one of those moments where, you know, you can hear a a pin drop in a theater, you know. There's actually a moment in the podcast. There's a moment in the second season of Billy Elliot that's portrayed in the podcast. It's those moments where you can hear a pin drop And you feel that communal experience. And you know that that is a moment that will never be duplicated. You know, that's the power of the theater. And that's the, to know that we do, look, we're not curing cancer. We're actors, all right? But we do have an ability and and an opportunity for just a moment with all that's going on in the world to affect people's hearts and their emotions by using our own emotions and our own empathy to basically tell stories about the human condition. And so those are the moments that I treasure in the theater. And I'm sure all of our acting friends who are listening probably feel the same. Oh, I love that. So well said. Thank you so much for that. Well, along with Stage Combat, a mental health story, do you have any other projects or productions you might be in coming up that we might be able to plug? Well, what we're doing right now, you know, we're launching the first season on May 16th and we're editing the second season. So 
it is a two-part story that the second season picks up right where the first season. So the first season is to show you how the mental health crisis happened. And the second season is to show you the fallout and a three-year emotional journey. So as soon as I get through talking to you, I'm running to my editor to finish editing that. And so that second season is going to come out in July. And then we're also working on a third season of Stage Combat, which will be conversations about mental health with people in the industry, not just actors, but people in different segments of the entertainment industry. And so, you know, what I really want to be a part of is I really want to do everything I can to break the stigma of mental health, because that is part of the story of stage combat. And so the more that we can talk about it, particularly men, you know, all communities, we want to talk about it, but I'm very, you know, you know, passionate about men and mental health because, you know, it is an epidemic within the epidemic, you know? So I just want to keep having these conversations. And the more that we normalize these conversations, Andrew, then when someone's in crisis, we're not going to turn away or we're, we're, we're going to support them or we're going to ask for help ourselves, you know, if we break that stigma. So that's really the focus of what I'm trying to do. And if anything can, good can come out of this, uh, this dark story that I lived through, that's what I'm hoping for. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm glad that you are bringing to light the, the struggle that a lot of people in the arts. And I love, again, also not just actors, but a lot of people behind the scenes go through this toxic environment that has been carried down and, and that you're brave enough to stand up and be like, Hey, it's not okay. This is not the way we should be treating people in the name of a we are past the point of being like, let's all kill ourselves for this one product. Yeah, we are past the point. And look, Andrew, I'm from an older generation and I and I do think the younger generation is leading on this. But I always came from the standpoint of the show must go on. You know, you're lucky to have a job. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Because if you open it, you're going to appear to be a problem, difficult, whatever label you want to put on it, because that is a trope that employers use. Yep. when they're not supporting their employees. And so if anything that the pandemic, if it ripped open, is this opening for us to say, we are not going to go by the show must go on anymore. We're not going to go by that rule anymore. It is high time. It is a reckoning day for employers to say, we need to do things a different way. Yeah. And again, I applaud it is the actors in their 20s that are saying, wait a minute. No, 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 no. This is not okay. My mental health is important. No job is worth my mental health. Mm -hmm. And I applaud that leadership that I see from those young actors. You know, we don't, we <laughs> do it for the love of the art. Yeah. So we should be take it's a humanity. So put the human back into this and we might discover our humanity and, and take care of the human element of it. Yeah. Let's take care of each other. So with that, if our listeners want more information about Stage Combat, a mental health story, or about you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you, how can they do that? Sure. You can check check out our social media on Instagram at Stage Combat, the podcast, IG, Facebook, and TikTok. You'll find us at Stage Combat, the podcast. And you can almost always email us at Stage Combat, the podcast at gmail.com. And then you can listen to Stage Combat, 
the mental health story on all the major podcast platforms. Just hit the follow button. It's free and you won't miss a single episode. Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you so much. This conversation story. was just um, really amazing, Andrew. And I, and I told you this, you know, you, your podcast, you know, really celebrates the joy of theater. And I appreciate just having this, uh, this conversation, you know, and I think it's an important conversation that we had. And I'm so delighted I was able to have it with you. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your bravery and for telling your story. You know, again, I'm so inspired that you've, you've put it all out there and that you're leading the charge and we have someone to look to. And oh, I appreciate I that. So thank you thank so you. much. Thanks, Andrew. My guest today has been Sean Hayden, who is the host and creator of the podcast Stage Combat, A Mental Health Story. It premieres May 16th with episodes dropping weekly, and you can listen to it everywhere you listen to podcasts. We also have some social media tags and an email that we'll be posting with the episode description, as well as on our social media posts. But make sure you tune in and follow Stage Combat, A Mental Health Story to learn this incredible journey that, that Sean has gone on and as well as this really important discussion, this important topic that needs to be continued and discussed that's happening in the industry. And if you or someone you know is going through a mental health crisis, we want to encourage you to please, please seek help immediately. There's so many ways that you can do this. You can call or text 988. You can log on to 988lifeline.org and chat with someone. You can also text MHA to 741-741 to connect with a trained crisis counselor from the crisis text line. You could always call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. If you're just in need of support, maybe you're not in crisis, you just need to talk to someone, you can also consider reaching out to a warm line, which offers a place to call when you just need to talk to someone. And if you need to find a warm line, just visit mhanational.org slash warm lines. Mental health is a critical part of overall health. If you're feeling distressed, there is hope. You are seen and you matter. And we here at Stage Whisper want to assist in providing these resources to any and all of our listeners who may be in need of them. Your stories and you yourself are the most important thing in the world to us. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. Two friends from old New York town met in a foreign land. One sang the praises of If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. 
You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.